Welcome to Secrets for an Awesome Life, a podcast for young adults, teens to 20s, about things few people know about and even fewer people actually do that will make them happy, effective, and successful in life. If you're thinking, wait a minute, I thought this was the firmly founded teen, don't worry, you're still in the right place. This is the first official episode under the show's new name, and I'm excited. And I have prepared an awesome episode for you with a killer secret for an awesome life. Before I get into the episode, I want to encourage you, if you haven't done so already, to subscribe, rate, and leave a comment on my podcast. I know that the show's new name will open up my message to a wider audience, and I need your help to get it out there. And now, episode 18, Real Joys and Fake Toys. A father and his four-year-old daughter are in the checkout line at the grocery store. As the father loads the groceries on the check stand, his daughter spots something she wants hanging up by all the candy bars. It's a toy pearl necklace. She is instantly in love with it and begs her dad with her best puppy dog eyes to get it for her. Her dad caves, and before you know it, she's beaming in her booster seat on the way home wearing her brand new toy pearl necklace. That necklace never comes off. She wears it everywhere, to church, her friend's house, at the dinner table. It only comes off at bath time because it would turn her neck green if it got wet. But the moment she gets out and is dry enough, it's back on around her neck. One night, as her dad is tucking her in bed, he asks her, Honey, do you love me? And she says, Yes, Daddy, I love you. And he says, Do you love me enough to give me your pearl necklace? Her mouth drops in sheer shock at the question. Daddy, I, I can give you my dolly or my blankie, but no, no, not my pearl necklace. Her dad smiles warmly. Keep your dolly and your blankie. I love you. Good night. The next night, as her dad is tucking her in, he asks her the same question. Do you love me? She emphatically answers, yes, daddy, of course I love you. He responds, could I have your pearl necklace? An internal battle rising inside her. She responds, no, daddy, take my, my, my princess castle or my new dancing shoes, but please, please don't take my pearl necklace. He tucks her in and says, that's okay. Keep your castle. Keep your shoes. I love you. Good night. The next night, her dad comes in to tuck her in, and she is sitting up in her bed with tears strolling down her face. Are you okay, sweetie? Her dad asks. What's wrong? The little girl looks up at her dad with her tear-filled eyes and reaches out her hand. In her hand is her pearl necklace. You can have my pearl necklace, Daddy. I love you. Her dad kneels down, and with one hand, he reaches out and takes the toy necklace. And with the other hand, he pulls something out of his pocket. A real, genuine pearl necklace. Her daughter's face changes from heartbreak to joy in an instant. He lovingly puts the real pearls around her neck and says, I wanted to give you this real pearl necklace, but I couldn't do it while you were holding on to the fake one so tightly. I needed you to make room for the real thing. 
I love you. Man, <laughs> that story gets me every time. I mean, I heard that story years ago, and it has stuck with me ever since. I think it's a perfect parable for letting go of something fake for something real. Did you know that a real pearl necklace can cost up to $10,000? That's crazy sauce. Like the fake pearl necklace from the grocery store was probably like a buck 99. Now, don't fixate on why in the world the dad would give a four-year-old something so expensive because it's an analogy. We are the four-year-old. There are a number of things we could be holding on to. With the death grip of a toddler clinging to its favorite dollar store toy that, once we let go of, gave up, we could have something infinitely more valuable. I want to talk about some ways we hold on to fake toys when we could be experiencing some real joys. The world presents so many things to us as being able to give us happiness, joy. And I'm not just talking about things we can buy. They can be mindsets, worldviews, activities, attitudes, relationships with certain types of people. We all bend over backwards to get them, and they can't actually deliver. So we move on to the next thought on sale that promises the same thing. It's a vicious cycle. No wonder depression is higher than it's ever been these days. We all keep getting the rug pulled out from under us. Let's consider some fake toys that offer false pleasure in the place of real joy. Here are some that I see, and I've divided them into four categories. First, actions. Buying the latest technology, the latest iPhone. Buying the trendiest clothes, the ones that are in fashion, or buying anything. Playing video games instead of pursuing real-life achievements in the real world, like actually leveling up in the real world. Social media, trying to get likes and follows instead of making more connections and doing more service in real life. Uh, We are on social media instead trying to get recognition for things that we are or, or want to be perceived as rather than taking action in the real world to become a person worth liking and worth following. Vices, pornography, right? Instead of having real relationships, some people are turning to pornography or letting pornography uh, ruin their real relationships. Junk food instead of a healthy body. It's a lot more rewarding in the moment to eat that cookie or to have all that uh food that's not good for you, uh, rather than the joy of having a healthy body. All the time spent consuming on Netflix, YouTube, and TikTok, streaming instead of dreaming, binging instead of building, pursuing the stream instead of pursuing your dream. No, I think that one was too much. Anyway, the next area is attitudes. Being sassy is so popular and it's what the world tells you to be. And it's almost something that's put up on a pedestal. Oh, she's so sassy. She's whatever. I actually saw a a shirt that said, all my pants are sassy. Uh, You know, again, it's totally funny, but it's one of those thoughts that the world is offering us uh, as something that would actually 
bring us more joy than not being sassy to people. Negativity is another attitude that's big. Uh, being disrespectful, not believing people or, or doubting their true intentions. Hate, of course, is big right now. Or uh, spite, holding on to spite for the rest of, of your life at something that somebody did you wrong. So, uh, at, so they'll never wrong you again. A, a lot of these attitudes are... Uh, sold to us as ways we should be to protect ourselves so we don't get hurt or uh, to hold on to these attitudes out of fear that someone might uh, wrong us in some way and these attitudes will stop that. And these are things that people are choosing. Some people hold on to these attitudes as part of their self-identity. The last area is relationships. Hanging out with friends that don't lift you up or don't inspire you but sometimes do the exact opposite. Or having the wrong boyfriend or girlfriend. Boy, do I have a story about holding on to the wrong person for too long and how the moment I let go of her, she was replaced with someone who brought me real lasting joy. But that's a, that's a story for a future episode. So that's just my quick list of fake toys that often are trying to replace real joys. So why do you think we hold on to these fake toys for so long? Usually it's the result of what's called buffering. Buffering is doing anything to avoid discomfort, which is a shame because discomfort is the price of growth. But that's why we hold on for so long. We have a fear that if we let go, give it up, life will be less fun. It'll be sucky. It will be straight up miserable without it, or it will be in danger of being walked all over. But it's not so, though our brains tell us otherwise. Now, our brains aren't fully on board with that lie. Usually our brain is telling us the opposite somewhere, right? It's okay to let go. It'll be fine. You know you should. That maybe deep down in the recesses of your brain, or maybe only at the beginning of an event or a relationship or something, but we shut it up with what we think is reasoning and logic. No, idiot brain, you're wrong. If I stop playing video games, I'll be bored. There is nothing else to do. And we believe it and banish that part of our brain to the basement. There's actually a name for doing that when we know what we should do and don't do it. That's when we enter the wonderful land of self-deception. In the Arbinger Institute's amazing book, Leadership and Self-Deception, it says self-deception sets in when we get a feeling that we should do something and then we don't do it. Like the little girl with her pearls. When her dad asked her for the pearls, her first thought was probably, well, obviously I love daddy more than these pearls and I should give them up to prove it. But she didn't. And once we don't do something we think we should, we start justifying it to ourselves. Sometimes so much that we turn the other person into a villain. What's the matter with him asking me for my favorite toy? Who would do that? What a horrible dad. Or we start doubting the greatness of the action or doubting our desire to do it. Giving my pearls to dad to prove my love is dumb. It wouldn't mean anything. Or, well, I mean, I don't even love dad that much, really. And when we tell ourselves something enough times, we start to believe it. The secret for an awesome life for today is to find these areas 
of false pleasure in your life, fake toys you're holding on to that your brain is justifying to high heaven and give it up. Let it go. See what happens once it's gone or diminished. What will be allowed to take its place? Now, it's not my job to tell you that any of the things that you're doing are wrong or the number of hours you spend playing video games is too much or the boyfriend you're with isn't good for you. It's actually not anybody's job other than your own to decide that. But is that going to stop other people from telling you anyway? No. Should you be mad when they do? No, because it actually can be helpful. It's hard to read the label from inside the bottle. My favorite professor in college would always say, hey, if three people tell you you're drunk, sit down. Guess what? You're drunk. Sit down. Now, that's obviously a metaphor. Uh, He used it in us accepting critiques of our writing. Uh, I've actually never had a drop of alcohol in my life. Uh, But you kind of get the point, right? So when you hear something you might not like often about something you're holding on to, stop to think about it. There might be something there, at least worth considering. It's hard to tell when you're holding on to a fake toy instead of a real joy, but it's not impossible. Here are some ways you can tell if something is genuine happiness or false pleasure. This list actually comes from the author James E. Talmadge, a super intelligent chemist, religious leader, and writer about 100 years ago. I want to summarize his main points, but I will start with a direct quote. The present is an age of pleasure-seeking, and men are losing their sanity in the mad rush for sensations that do but excite and disappoint. Now, that was true 100 years ago. Imagine uh, how true it is today. He poses real joys and fake toys as a difference between happiness and pleasure. As I read off this litmus test, or areas of measurement to tell the difference between the two, I want you to think of something in your life right now that you are thinking might be a fake toy instead of a real joy. All right, maybe it's a friend or someone you're dating. Maybe it's uh, a thought you're holding on to that you think is doing you uh, good, but maybe is not. Maybe it's the pursuit of something that you're doing or something that you're not doing, how you spend your free time, whatever it is. And I want you to see how it measures up to the following. So, so pause this if you need to and get something in your head. You got one? You got your thing? Okay. Real joys include all the things we actually want in fake toys, the things that are of real worth, and includes so much more. Whereas fake toys just have the limited fun or fleeting moment of satisfaction. Real joys are like wholesome food that builds up your body and gives you energy for physical, mental, and spiritual action. On the other hand, Fake toys are a deceiving stimulant that makes you think you have energy when you really don't. And once it wears off, you're left weaker than you were when you took it. Real joys leave no bad aftertaste. They are not followed by a depressing reaction like regret or remorse. Or, uh, should I be being like this? 
Fake toys usually result in a net negative emotional charge. It felt good in the moment, but now I feel worse than before. And if you keep at it, it will metaphorically and sometimes literally break you down. Real joys can be relived over and over and over again in your memory. Every time you think of it, it renews the joy you had at the time. Fake toys make us feel icky when we think about them. And it's hard to experience the pleasure we had in the moment, again, in the memory. Instead, it turns to an unhealthy craving for more of it to fill the void. So, how did your thing measure up? Is it a real joy or a fake toy? It is always your choice to hold on to the fake toy. No one can take it from you, no matter how hard they try. They just can't. And you are allowed to hold on to it as long as you want. But the sooner you recognize the false pleasure it's bringing you, the sooner you let go of it, the sooner you make room for something real, lasting, something amazing to take its place. And when it does, when a $1.99 toy is replaced with a $10,000 gem, you realize that the whole time your mind spent arguing with itself about it, that the choice really was a no-brainer. If you found this message helpful, then consider doing two things. First, share it with someone, anyone, online, in person, tell people about it, spread the word. Second, consider signing up for a free coaching session with me. I help young adults apply these secrets and skills to help improve any area of their life. So head over to firmlyfounded.com to sign up. If you're under 18, send your parent over to sign you up for a free 30-minute coaching workshop with me. Because 30 minutes could help you make the next 30 years of your life more awesome.